I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. This is Minute 38. This is my second episode here as host this week. With me today, I have two returning guests from Minute 9 to 12. I have Eric. Hello, Eric. Hey, Darren. And also with me, returning from more recent minutes, um, I have Keith, who was on Minutes 29 to 32. Hello, Keith. Hi, everyone. Hey, Keith. Hey, and um, we... This, I mean, this minute, it's it's kind of a, 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 the first half of two a two part minute, really. Like the the next half kind of resolves what's going on in this minute, but um, we've just come off a very angry dinner, um, during which Kevin um, left some food on the table, just like got up and walked off, and he was like, "Oh, I can't can't even be bothered," um, after having an argument with his dad. Uh, you know, previously Noah had been tempting Kevin to the dark side. Uh, by showing him how to shoot pumpkins, and <laughs> <laughs> which you know that's how all villains get their start. And so we enter the school gym, uh, which is a gigantic place. Uh, I don't know where this school is that it can afford to have a gym this large, but Cavernous a gym, gym this large yeah. it has. Yeah, it is gigantic, and it's got a full well, it appears to be a full size boxing ring. Yeah, which is what we fly over just as a kid is knocked down and the crowd react. Uh, and we come in on our, uh, our, our Uber geek, uh, Kevin, and his idol, Noah. And they're at the heavy yes. bag. Uh, the camera sweeps around and uh, Noah is um, talking about the dinner. You know, he's like, what was the dinner like? Uh, Kevin. Now, here's the thing. At the very beginning, Kevin's like, let's just take a break. But Noah pushes him on. And Kevin admits he was a jerk. He feels bad about it. And then Noah's like, you know, let's, you know, get into it. Start punching. And then he starts kind of um, poisoning Kevin's mind, saying that, uh, you know, that he shouldn't feel bad. Because basically he knows that he's calling his dad on his bullshit. And, you know, he's got to make sure that his mom doesn't fall for it. Um, that he isn't here, that he is not his dad's meantime girl. To which Kevin says, what is that? Because it is not a piece of vernacular that he's familiar with. Because no one is. Because he's just made it up. And Noah says, you know, yeah, it's the one yeah. he screws in the yeah, meantime. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know... <laughs> so, uh, like, that's the first half of the minute. So let's kind of talk about that. Because obviously the action in the second half of the minute, um, you know, is what sets up the her the heroics of the next minute. Um, so, you know, let's just talk about this kind of this discussion that they have and, and what like Noah's intentions are here with inventing this weird bit of slang. I mean, I think he's just trying to drop it into the culture and he's probably he's probably already made an entry in uh, the Urban Dictionary. I mean, he, he really <laughs> wants to get Meantime Girl out there into the world. So he's, he's going to start with Kevin. Yeah, can I just say, like, I'm so happy that I'm not the only one who had no idea what that meant. Like, when I heard Meantime Girl, I was like, what? Like, wow, I guess I'm really behind on the times then. But, yeah, I'm glad we're unified in this uh, 
bemusement with yeah, uh, yeah. with a lexicon yeah, it, that Noah is use, uh, ascribing himself to. Yeah, it's it's funny because like he said he, the way he says it as well is like at the end of this kind of this kind of like paragraph where he's kind of encouraging Kevin to hate his dad. He's just like you know you can't let him be his meantime girl as if everyone is saying that and. <laughs> like literally, no one is saying it. <laughs> and Noah, Noah gives him the look that is, you don't know what a meantime girl is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Noah's been. A, it's like Noah's like I've been around. Like I know how these kind of situations go, my friend. You've gotta, you gotta trust me on this. You gotta be defensive against these kind of situations. Uh, yeah, I also, and I, I also like how you know, like I feel like. You could say it's about a lot of minutes in The Boy Next Door, but I feel like it kind of switches genres a bit right here, where we go from this, you know, kind of picking up as a thriller in the first half hour, like not kind of setting the table more than actual, actually having the thriller elements, but in Minute 38, it feels a bit more like an angsty teen drama at this stage, with this, like, very, very expansive uh, gym fighting arena and having Noah as, like, the best friend trying to coach Kevin through his... Uh, his problems with his family. It just felt very, very interestingly uh, played out in that regard. Yeah, and here's the really, the weirdest thing is as well, is the fact that, like, Noah's choice of words in in the fact that he says screws, which makes this feel even more kind of, like, weird and old-timey, because it's like, (laughs) who says screws these days? Like, why is he censoring himself? Just say fucks. Like, (laughs) why would... Why? Why are you saying screws? I what think is this? I think this he's is... trying to downplay his age because it's obvious that he's twenty five to thirty years old in a high school environment. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, but it, that is just such a weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, to quote someone from Mean Girls, stop trying to make Mean Time Girl happen, Noah, because <laughs> it's it's not happening. I mean, to be uh, f- and Kevin's. Kevin's bemusement as well. To be fair, he only says it the one time. <laughs> the funny thing is, Kevin is like bemused as well. So it's mm-hmm. really weird that the, the script right that the screenwriter would put this in, and then have one of their characters not have a clue what the other one's talking about. I don't even. Like, I don't even a... It's not even good slang. I don't think. Like it doesn't roll off the tongue as as slang should. Meantime, no. girl. So you know that is kind of. But also, like Noah is very preoccupied with. Um, painting Mr. Peterson, who he he met, you know, um, six minutes ago um, <laughs> for the first time. He's 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 painting Mr. Peterson as a terrible person to Kevin, which I feel he's kind of already done a little bit with, like when they were out at the gun range and everything, or the, the pumpkin range, should I say? <laughs> um, and, and here he's just continuing it, where he's like, you know, your dad is terrible. He, he can't get back together with your mom. And um, the question which I've been asking to a number of people is, um, what is Noah's plan? I mean, does he want to be Kevin's stepdad? Um, or is he just looking to get like back into bed with Claire? Is that like his, his plan is just to um, have sex with Claire again? Or <laughs> is his long-term plan anything other than that? Because, you know, why is he going so hard on trying to keep this couple from getting back together? I think that Noah is a master chess uh, chess man, and he needs pawns for his game. So if he can get Kevin on his side to utilize against uh, whoever stands in his way, he'll, he'll probably be able to use him. Yeah, but then um, my question would be, what happens once he has got Mr. Peterson out of the way? Like, once Mr. Peterson and Mrs. Peterson, better known as Claire and Garrett, are not a couple... Uh, like let's say they eventually decide to divorce, 
Um, what is Noah's plan then? Because he has insinuated himself into Claire's class. So um, when they had sex uh, way back in minute 22, um, they were merely neighbours. But now that they are um, teacher and student. So um, even though he is 19 going on 30, um, which would be a, a good sequel to that Jennifer Garner film, um, like... Um, what like what what is what is his what is the plan that he's because he's essentially made he's put he's made himself in a worse position because um, while he was just the teenager who lived next door they could probably just have kept on having sex but now that they're teacher and student um, that means that there are kind of laws that might come into play that otherwise wouldn't have been a problem so um, his plan doesn't seem to be that well thought out yeah crazy doesn't do long saying. term <laughs> yeah that is a good point I guess I, I was I guess I was going to say that you know maybe part of this was part of all this particularly in this minute is just trying to take take a take a John Corbett's place as as the father figure in a way with just how much he keeps trying to undermine uh, his presence to Kevin, specifically with this uh, little turn of phrase you've been talking about with Meantime Girl, but also uh, just in the way that he tries to protect Kevin in this episode, uh, this minute in particular. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that would mean that he'd try to become like a father figure to Kevin or if he was trying to instill himself as an older brother-ish figure. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Noah is a cipher. <laughs> There's really no no telling what exactly he's about or what he wants to do other than a yeah. cipher. And also, like, this phrase, meantime girl, as well, um, would suggest that uh, a 45-year-old woman is a girl, which she definitely is not. <laughs> she is not, yeah. So that is doubly insulting. The movie leers on Claire not like a girl, but like a woman. <laughs> so, I mean, he could have said meantime woman, but again, the whole thing is... I mean, that's a moot point because it's a stupid <laughs> phrase that literally nobody is saying. I don't know. I feel like Meantime Girl rolls off the tongue more than Meantime Woman myself. Like, I think, I, I, I don't know, I think, I think the way the uh, the beats hit work a bit better in that regard. <laughs> so then we move on to kind of like the, the, the meat of this minute, which is um, finally we find out what Kevin is allergic to. And the Punching. answer is <laughs> boxing, I think. Um, and that's not the. I'm not the first person to say that. That is actually has been brought up by a number of other people. So yeah. So like, let's talk about this. Uh, this kind of second half of the minute. Like, you know, Kevin starts punching super hard. He, get, he keeps like punching it really hard. Noah keeps encouraging him. Um, and then Kevin just falls down. His face getting red. <laughs> and Noah's like, Kev, hey, Kev, Kev, what do I do? God damn it! And he just runs off. Yeah. It turns. It turns out that uh, Kevin was allergic to adrenaline. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So if you try to stab him with an adrenaline needle, he'll just go in even more shock or die. These are the risks we have to play with with raising our children. Uh, so, you know, it's I'm sure they've got a system around it. Well, here's the thing now. Obviously, the first time that Noah and Claire spoke to each other um, for any length of time was when Claire decided it would be a good idea to tell this complete stranger about the time that her son had a seizure and peed himself. <laughs> Which led to the the nickname it's The terrible. Wiz being bestowed upon Kevin Peterson uh, by full-time bully and part-time redhead, um, <laughs> whose name has just escaped me, the name of the bully. Jason uh, Zimmerman? Jason Zimmer. That's it, Jason Zimmer. There we go. Jason Zimmer, okay, there we go. Yeah, Jason Zimmer. Now, here's the thing. 
um, a seizure is different to an asthma attack. So um, I don't know if this is the same thing as what caused him to get the nickname The Wiz. Or what? I mean, this I, kid I don't just understand lost his lottery. Is probably what it means. He's allergic to boxing. He has, suffers from asthma attacks. I mean, he just lost. Yeah, life, yeah. life is I mean, not kind to this kid. He does not have much success. Uh, look afterward, it looks like his prospects are not that high. Let's say. I mean, it's weird actually because obviously this film just wants to make um, Kevin to be a like nerd, mm. but they kind of have no idea as to what that entails like um you know he likes computers is what we find out from the world's saddest birthday party um <laughs> but we never see him sitting in front of a computer right in fact we see j-lo sitting in front of a computer a lot more than anybody else in this film so <laughs> yeah 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 it's like he's not um, even really a nerd as much as he's just a victim like that's the thing like he's just more a vulnerable sort of object that needs to constantly be protected whether it be by his mom or by this apparent uh best friend but like he yeah he doesn't i remember you and darren like i remember you and natalie in particular were talking about it on her bonus episode but like he doesn't really have a real he doesn't really have any distinct characteristics outside of just being very very uh susceptible to pain or damage or bullying of some sort (laughs) i think kevin's so generic and so fragile that he just kind of gets lumped in with the nerds even though he's not really a nerd it's just kind of where he naturally belongs even though he doesn't really exhibit any nerdy tendencies so he just kind of gets shoved in there yeah i think he's he's basically just weak Um, (laughs) he's just he's just a weak human being yeah and you know others see that he's weak and just pick on him but here's the thing now let's talk a little bit about noah kind of almost making this happen by encouraging kevin to just keep punching harder and harder and harder (laughs) and i mean i don't know why his motive obviously um you know uh, when you're when you're boxing when you're hitting the heavy bag you know, you do want to push yourself a little bit. Yeah. But no one no one knows that this kid has had a seizure and pissed himself once before. He no knows does. that this kid is super weak because he's seen him, you know, just walking around. Um, so is there an ulterior motive in Noah kind of, um, you know, kind of encouraging Kevin? Um, you know, is he trying to create this situation or does it just happen by dumb luck? Um, that Kevin falls to the floor red-faced. I don't think it was on purpose. I think he was just telling him to take out his anger on the on the bag. I don't really know what, like, yeah, what is his point? Like, is he trying to make him angry so he'll act out and do something? And then he doesn't realize that by acting out and doing anything, he's going to become completely uh, comatose. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that, that's what kind of struck me most about this minute, is that it's one of the first times where I felt like, I felt like something like wasn't going according to plan with Noah, to me, like, the way that he reacts yeah. when when Kevin falls to the ground, it act, to me, it came off as genuine surprise and genuine fear, like, he and had... shock and just, I, I need to help this kid, yeah. Like, it seems like one of the few times where he isn't painted as some sort of a sociopath or anything, or psychopath. Uh, depending on how his character to be judged, but uh, like he he seems like like really like I have no idea how to how to save this. Like I have no preparation for this situation, and he's just kind of like you know improvising his attempts to bring him back to uh, stability. So I thought that was an interesting little uh, what you are in the dark sort of uh, moment for Noah's character. You know his encouragement keeps going 
even as Noah is, uh, even sorry, as Kevin is getting red faced uh, already and, you know, screaming and, and, <laughs> and then Noah says, calm down. But obviously at that point, it's too late because yes, Kevin is already kind of past the point at which he, he has any control over his breathing. <laughs> um, but it's funny because like, you know, he's kind of, the fact that Noah keeps calling him Kev over and over again just makes me laugh because <laughs> he just says it so often it sort of loses meaning where he's like Kev, Kev, hey Kev, Kev and you're like what is that noise and um, I guess it's meant to show that they're friends rather than him saying Kevin but still uh, give the boy some dignity as he falls down red faced and just stop saying the word Kev over and over again uh, but what I like is just as Kevin falls to the ground, Noah is asking him, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> exactly. Um, not wise <laughs> to ask someone who's choking and not able to talk. Yeah. Which is, which is like, why are you asking him questions? He can't breathe. <laughs> well, what's I, he going to do? Personally, like I took that as more him kind of like asking the room around him. Like, Hey everyone, like this kid, he's falling over. Like, what the hell is someone supposed to do in this situation? I need some help over here. Now, the gym teacher should know what to do. Yeah. Assuming they're in a gym with a teacher, the okay. teacher should know all of his allergies. He should know he's allergic to boxing. He should know not to show Rocky <laughs> in class. Yeah, so. Yeah. Kevin, uh, it's like, oh yeah. yeah, the gym teacher sees Kevin walk in. He's like, Kevin, what are you doing in workout shorts? Don't you have that note from your doctor for the semesters <laughs> saying that you get to sit in the bleachers and play with your oddly defined computer games for the entire semester like what are you doing here yeah that should have been the first that should have been the first warning sign to anyone in that gym is kevin is in it (laughs) don't worry Noah. he does this every every day (laughs) yeah he has an he has an attack and he has to be hit with the EpiPen. spoiler alert for the next minute yeah so i mean that's kind of like you know the main body of what goes on in this minute is there anything else that you think you want to kind of touch upon that i you know we haven't already discussed about this minute i i guess just a little bit did you guys did it guys strike you the lighting for this this minute seemed a little bit more uh i don't know a little bit i don't want to say artificial but definitely seemed to oh, yeah, i'd say like bluer, artificial like, kind of like yeah. some more bluish gray yeah yeah i definitely was struck by how bluish gray it was that kind of like that also kind of yeah. struck me with how different this movie felt to me compared to other minutes because it just felt like yeah it feels like we're in an entirely new kind of setting like i could see this being like part of like a one tree hill episode or something like like, yeah, totally. I mean, like every like, there are a couple different scenes in this movie where they cut to a new scene. And it's like you're watching a different movie with a different lighting team, with different like set choreographers, all the, all these things. Weird. Well, I mean, a few minutes after this, we go to like the teachers' lounge, and that's actually kind of a little bit more warmer lit, but it's still mm. kind of artificial lighting. But I think that's simply because obviously when you're in the school, it's mostly fluorescent lights. I think that that's kind of that's kind of like what the like the lighting scheme for this minute and the next minute is kind of reflecting is that they are that they are probably under fluorescent lights mm. Um, mm. in this gigantic gym, and this gym really is <laughs> so big for for a school. To have like a gym with a full size boxing ring, and boxing rings are not small, you know. Um, so yeah, so I think that that's kind of everything in this minute thoroughly covered. Uh, you know, it, again, it's kind of like just one more step closer towards Noah's grand plan of I don't know what. Um, you know, he's he's plotting something. But we never ever seem to know what it is. His plan is number one, get rid of the husband or ex-husband or whatever. Number two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Number three, <laughs> fuck profit. Claire again. <laughs> profit. Yeah. Number four, profit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's such a such a weird uh, 
Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. And but I I like to think uh, you know like Ryan Guzman he kind of acts panicked quite well so yes. oh yeah definitely. I agree definitely he he sells that little bit at the end of the minute and then he starts running away um, <laughs> and of course the music is super dramatic um, once the attack takes place I I bet when they were casting the role they were testing for can you convey having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's most of what he does in this movie. <laughs> um, well, I mean, is it a seizure? Because he gets, you know, I don't think you cure a seizure with an EpiPen shot, so... No, whatever whatever he goes into. <laughs> it's yeah. the wonders of modern medicine, so... I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be funny, though, if Kevin goes through his everyday life and just as he's talking to people, he starts having an attack and people just... <laughs> You can't go any more than 30 seconds talking to this kid without him. Yeah, I mean, like, on the one hand, it would be obviously a very horrible thing. But on the other hand, I just love the thought of, like, the teachers, like, having a little glass case, like, right next to the uh, the fire axe, fire extinguisher, like, in case of Kevin, break glass. (laughs) You know what to do. I don't think, after a certain point, I don't think they even bother putting glass back on. I think it would just be on on a shelf, and it would just have Kevin written on it. They just Um, give it to every student. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I like the idea of a school full of like two thousand epipens. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's such a, a the weird... food truck backs up, the epipen truck backs up. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys either have anything to plug, Eric? Do you have anything you wish to? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at at e underscore hars one one three eight. Other than that, I got nothing. Okay, other than previous episodes of oh, um, obviously, obviously, cast next door, and of course, a talking cast. Oh, yes. Um, you know, find those on iTunes. Uh, and Keith, do you have anything to... Well, I was also on previous episodes of this podcast, so if you want to go back and look at episodes <laughs> 29 through 32, which where we talk about people getting wet, people loving cookies specifically, uh, go yeah, to do that. Some... Milestone stuff. Uh, I'm also By this on... point, they're classic. Oh, we can only, only hope. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at NST3KFan123. It's basic, I know. I made it when I was a teen. Never bothered to change it since, um, but there you go. Thank you very much to both of you for joining me here on this uh, very important minute. Uh, join me tomorrow um, as uh, I am joined by Clint Worthington and Matt Taft to discuss what on earth happens after Noah runs away. Those lucky dogs. We're all on the edge of our seats. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast Presents The Cast Next Door. I was your host, editor, producer, Darren, with my guests, Eric Harzer and Keith Allison. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com, or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Artwork by Josh Hollis. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Oregon, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?